1: Someone wanted to know if we were going to play the uh, the Pete Sweeney Open, which would have been interesting. We could have oh, yeah. tailored it, that fantastic open for right. uh, for our 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 six ten Sports Radio uh, Chiefs Insider Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride because it, it's a fantastic catchy song. It is. Uh, maybe we have to redo it to a certain extent for uh, for Brian Sweeney, right? The new pitching coach of the Royals.
2: anybody ever uh, wrote a song about you, Brian? Um, not. Not that I know of, and it probably wouldn't be a good one if they did.
3: Would you like to have
2: somebody write a song about you? We can get that done if you'd like it. If you give us the (laughs) go-ahead. <laughs> um, that that would be great. Yeah, sounds good. All, all right. right, we're in. So we're right. gonna write
3: a Brian Sweeney song. Tell the old be, number fives to get yeah, I on will, this. I will. It yeah. might be the similar lyrics of the last one. That's, but, fine. that's fine. I mean, you, <laughs> but but you offer a lot that could be included in the song. That's I mean, my right. God, you're you're a firefighter. I mean, you're a pitching coach. You're a firefighter. You're like like you got a really cool background. So you have played all over the world. I mean, so there's great stuff that we can we write a song, a song about. This, What's yeah. harder, fighting a fire or, or rebuilding a pitching staff? <laughs>
2: I'm I'm going to I'm going to say they they both have their their challenges uh, and they both have their upsides.
3: So when you, when you were a kid growing up, obviously your old man was a firefighter outside of New York. I grew up outside of the city as well in Jersey, so I kind of have an idea from where you're f- from and like what the fire department means to that town. That's a pretty big thing growing up when your old man's part of the fire department.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the job that everybody wanted. Yep. You know, everybody looked to take the test. I mean, there were thousands of people taking uh, the yonkers firefighter test and and i was one of them but my mind wasn't quite into it at that point in time at 18 years old um but there's pretty incredible people uh you know do you know taking care of that job right now and it's uh, a team atmosphere which i can really connect with um you know it's you know kind of like a locker room you know they they get together they take care of one another you know on and on and off the field uh you know, in and out of the department. So it's a, it's really a cool team environment.
1: Except firefighters cook their own meals. That's Unlike, right. ba- unlike baseball, you guys have that, you know, they just bring the food into you, right?
2: Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of good cooks in the fire department a lot. My dad used to come home, uh, you know, he'd eat at the fire department and then come home and have a nice, a uh, nice Italian meal from my mom. So that's how he said he gained all the weight uh, back then. Um, so yeah, he, he, was double dipping. So what, what's the
3: <laughs> best meal you've ever had at a fire department?
2: Oh man, that's a good question. It's, Thank you. it's been a while. I mean, they, they go, they go from stews. I mean, they got to make for a big crew. So they, they got to make a, uh, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, stews, pastas and things like that, where it's uh, you know, they could put it in a big pot and, and serve it up. So yeah, I, I can't say I've had a bad meal at the fire department. So you're a
1: volunteer firefighter in the off season. Is that correct? That is correct. So you kind of stuck with it, even though you didn't make it your career career.
2: I did. I started later in life. It was something I wanted. Uh, uh, the community where I live, uh, Clifton Park, New York, I, re- I really love it. And, you know, it's it's home and I wanted to be a part of something uh, in the community and, and, you know, driving by one day, taking my daughter to school, uh, the light bulb went off. I said, yeah, that's it. And that was about six years ago. Um, so I was in my 40s when I joined and didn't realize the amount of training that it took. To become a firefighter you can't just go in and pick up a hose and run into a fire
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, there's a little bit of training that you have to uh that you have to go through to to make sure that you and your team are are all set so it's uh it's been exciting they you know the people that i work with are, are are great um you know they're they're wonderful people in the community and trying to keep the community safe do you ever get like to
3: drive the back of the truck or, yeah, like kramer your, did
2: through your, the streets and your stuff job. like that yeah I'm, I'm santa claus on christmas time so that's always, uh, you know, we go, we do Santa around uh-huh. town and, and our, I think it's like a 1960s Mac fire truck that we have oh, that's badass. and I, I'm in the back and, um, you know, uh, it's 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 a fun time of year, you know. It's kind of hard, you know. I have dark hair and Santa has has gray hair, but it it, it works out. The, the kids usually have a good time with that.
3: All right, so let's talk about this this team a little bit. You you get offered the job. Obviously, you've seen this team and this organization from the other side with with Cleveland and whatnot. You get offered the job here in Kansas City, and you say to yourself, "Great, I've got this job." What's the number one thing that you needed to do? You thought coming into this job?
2: You know, I, what was really important to me was creating an environment where these guys can have the freedom to be themselves. They're good at what they do. You know, they're pitching at the highest level. And I want them to first first know that the culture that we're creating and the environment is really, really important to me. You know, and then there's a trust and communication, um, using, you know, experience and innovation at the same time, and then teaching and developing at the big league level. I think those are things that are really important to us as a staff.
1: It sounds like like a the the makeup that you have in the in the in the pitching coaches, it sounds like was it similar to what you did in Cleveland? It sounds like a very collaborative group rather than here's here's the 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 top and everything we're going to do, we're going to do. It sounds like a real team environment. Is that what was happening in Cleveland? Did that draw you to Kansas City and setting up a similar operation?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's always been kind of my philosophy. This is no longer – a a one man job. You need a team of people around you to help support these guys to be the best versions of of themselves. Um, You know, so I I did get that opportunity in Cleveland to have, you know, a lot of good people around me and and guys like Terry Francona and Carl Willis. And, you know, when when Joe Torres was over there, you, you know, learning from each other and helping as a team get, getting the, the pitchers better. And that's what, that's what we wanted to do here. You know, as, as well as diversity of thought, if, if I'm looking right, you know, Mitch Stetter and Zach Bove are looking left and, and up to make sure that we're covering all the bases. We're not missing anything on the pitchers, that we're we're doing everything we can to help them get to where they want to be.
3: Talk with Brian Sweeney, the pitching coach here for the uh, for the Royals, entering his first season, and and we had Brady on the other day, singer that is, and we talked a lot about his wedding. I don't know if you were part of that or not, doing cannonballs into the pool and doing tequila shots as, <laughs> as everybody else was at the wedding. Uh, but I I look, there's something about him that I just really like. Like I like his stoic nature on the mound. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to bet on this kid to win the Cy Young Award this year because the odds were really good and we're in Kansas, so I can do that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I I think he's got that ability though. Ryan, I I think he's one of those guys that I look at that like that dude's dialed in. He doesn't care who's up there at the plate. He doesn't care who you are. He's going to go out there and he's going to handle his business. What are your thoughts on Brady Singer and him pitching opening day as well?
2: You know, that guy has an incredible heartbeat, right? It doesn't look like anything, anything rattles him, you know, and I got to see that from, from the other side uh, a little bit and then getting to know him as a person. And then as a baseball player, I'm even more impressed. Um, The guy can pitch, you know, he's got an exciting future. He's, he's always learning and he's willing to learn and that's just going to make him give him the opportunity to succeed at the, at the highest level. Um it's been a lot of fun getting to know him at, you know and the rest of the staff.
3: Yeah, and 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 you've got some talent to work with. A lot of first round guys on this team that were drafted just a couple of years ago. How do you make them realize their talent and 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 achieve success at the big league level since they haven't really been able to do that yet?
2: You know, getting to know them in the offseason, you know, Making phone calls and going going to visit, I realized you know they went through some adversity, you know you know the past couple of seasons, right? They've they've taken a punch, they've gotten up from a punch, and you know now they have a chip on their shoulders. They're ready to start throwing some punches, and it's been excited to see how eager they are to learn and take the next step in their progression as as major leaguers. And um, this spring has really shown me how how eager
3: they are. I saw a dude yesterday for the Yankees strike out another dude in 20 seconds. It was beautiful. The pitch clock, I think, is the greatest invention in sports. What do you guys think about the pitch clock?
2: Well, it's, uh, you know, change is hard. Change is always hard. Uh, the games are going faster. It's It's been really interesting. I have to stay focused in the dugout. Um, I'm trying to write something down uh you know on one of my charts and next thing I know I'm missing a pitch. So I have to adjust my process in in, in the dugout. Um, it is kind of cool to see the game moving along quicker, but I think there's you know there's some rules that I hope that can be adjusted in the future. Um it's it's taken some time to get used to, but uh, you know, hopefully it puts a better product on the field for the fans.
3: How would you like to see it adjusted?
2: So there's the we, the pitcher that's out on the mound has to, his last pitch has comes with 40 seconds left on the clock um I think that's a little quick um, and if they throw a pitch um you know after you know 40 seconds uh they're gonna be balled and they're gonna start with a 10 count oh you're that, talking about warm, warming up yeah the warm-up okay yeah, and, and and the warm-up and yeah I, I don't necessarily love that what's what's another eight seconds they, they still have plenty of time you know you have 32 seconds to get you know throw the ball around and get back on the mound. Uh, you know that one I, I don't quite understand. Um, but again we'll see we'll see how it plays out during the season. Oh, so they're
3: actually timing. I didn't realize they were timing in between innings too. Like you had have a pitch clock before you know the inning started. I didn't realize it was to that extent. That that I understand trying to work through. I I get all that. I like the fact that pitchers can truly dictate the pace of the game now.
2: Yeah, there certainly is uh, you know, some strategy to it and you'll start seeing that um probably throughout spring and then and then when the season starts. You know, think about uh, you know, the hitter gets to call time once and he gets back in the box and the pitcher gets a sign with, say, fifteen seconds left, he could stand there for fifteen seconds and and deliver in way to the, deliver to pitch so i can see some some back and forth with the hitters and pitchers this year oh, you think
3: geez. you think we're ever going to get into a conversation brian on a tuesday morning a random day whatever it is where the batter used his timeout in the wrong spot like we do in the nfl
2: uh i think it's i think it's going to happen you know listen i'm just worried about myself i'm if i have to make a mound visit i'm afraid i'm going to get chastised by the umpire that i'm taking too long so i'm going to run out there run off because uh, you know, i'm afraid of this old pitch clock thing and timer i don't want to mess anything up that'll be great <laughs> yeah I want to see you sprint to the Sprinting mound Sprinting to yeah. the mound yeah. that's
3: good i like that and you're in fairly good shape you're a volunteer fireman you, you pull that out you gotta you, stay in shape you, too. You, you'll yeah. be good like some of these older guys man that, that's like 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 la russa back in the day imagine him having
2: to sprint out to the mound i'd like to see that Listen, you just jinxed me. I'm probably going to pull a hamstring on on the way out, so I'll I'll make sure I would call you guys back when that happens.
3: That would be so funny if you, not enough funny, but you know what I mean, like pitching coach injured, running to mound Uh, to try to beat pitch clock. I was thinking too much. I tripped on the grass. Oh, no.
2: I better do my prep work before I do all that.
3: You got to do all that. All right, so before we let you go, man, just give us your overall take on the organization and where it is now since it's you're new, the organization's new, we got new ownership, a lot of new players. Just give me your kind of, you know, your, your story about this organization right now.
2: Yeah, you know, the whirlwind of an off season for me. You know, I got to, you know, I came back from from a trip, I had to get on a plane and and go meet, you know, a lot of people in the organization and I am so pleasantly happy with how they care for for one another here you see people that have been around here for a long time in the organization you know i see you know rusty Kuntz every every morning here early and you know just the energy he brings and it's it's contagious in this building um, meeting meeting the crew at the winter meetings and realizing that everybody wants to get better and improve uh not only themselves but the, but the organization uh i've been really happy with with the people around me and the direction we're going in, you know, and, you know, and and it's, and it's, and it starts at the top, you know, Q Q has been an incredible leader so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been, it's been fun working for him and and getting to know the staff in this coach's room.
3: Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm just looking at the text line, so many people texting in how much they like this interview. They like you, they're rooting for you. It sounds like a breath of fresh air. You went a little bit here in Kansas city, my man, you're going to be a hero. And I think everybody's ready for a fresh new approach. And we're so excited to have you on board and Q on board and, the rest of the pitching staff on board. Like it's it's time for Royals fans to get that taste of winning, like you guys had in Cleveland, you know, and, and we're able to maintain that success. So we're really, really
2: looking forward to it. No pressure at all. Wow. Well, you guys are you're pumping me up. That was that was a good good ending. Uh, just hope I don't pull a hand. Yeah, don't right. pull <laughs> a hand. Don't pull a Run Brian. We appreciate
3: it, my man. Best of luck, and we'll see you here in Kansas City. All right. Thanks for having me on the show. You got it, man. Take care. That's Brian Sweeney, the pitching coach for the Royal. I'm not kidding. I'm looking at the text line right now. People are stoked, man. That's great. You want that excitement. You want that buzz. And, We've heard it from Keller. We've heard it from Bobby. We've heard it from Singer. We've heard it from Vern. We've heard it from Q. We've heard it like there's a good vibe. And again, it's spring training. I understand that, but there's a good vibe but down also, there right now. You're putting them in a good mindset. That, yeah, I think that goes a long way. It does. Yeah. Now, can can
1: is there talent enough to carry it through? We'll see. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like at least give them a fighting chance with a with a mindset that feels like it could be productive.
3: It sounds like these guys are going out there to do a job and they know what they have to do as opposed to wondering and their heads swimming and they don't know what's ways left, which ways, right? Like as every day that goes by, you recognize more and more how bad this organization needed that culture change that they had at the end of last year. Yeah. yeah. We,
1: <laughs> we've, we've talked about this on the air. It's fine. We had a boss who was thumb on our throats at any, at any moment in time. Right. It sucked. And we weren't as we weren't as good. No, we weren't, we weren't as productive. We were stressed. We were whatever. And now we had as much as we give. Specter, like he's. he's we little, hardly
3: see him quite honestly. He's a little more hands great, off. Yeah.
1: Obviously, we worked with him before; that helped too. But a little more hands off, like let you give you space to do your job, step in when you need to. What mm-hmm. can I do to support those types of things? You work better that way, I think. Right.
3: Right. right. You do, and that feels Absolutely. like that was and, and,
1: that was the direction that was happening. These guys are freed up a little bit. I'm yeah. not even knocking what was going on. Before that was, that was that style. It clearly didn't work for this group. Right now you have a style. Okay. Again, the talent may not be good enough. We'll find out. You may not see, uh, you know, a giant improvement, in, but, I like that you're giving them a fighting chance from the jump.
3: I do, too. You know? I love it. I, I think it's great. From the text line, 913, how the hell did you guys just get me excited about baseball? I, yeah. I'm, too. I
1: know. Yeah, I, I,
3: I love what and I have
1: I've been hard to pin down on this one, for sure. And,
3: and the best part about it is, Josh, everybody that we've talked to so far this spring is a human. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I did. They're dudes. Yeah, they're guys that have like other interests outside of baseball, and they know how to do other things. And you know, it's not Hughes, like big, big family guy yeah. rides bike, kind of gets
1: away. Feels like he's kind of like right. It's not baseball's not ground him into a pulp, but the right. you know, and obviously. Um, Brian Sweeney's got a lot going on firefighting and he, right. he played around the world He's, we didn't get into like the round the world stuff we could
3: probably do that next yeah, time I'm on again I don't care um, let so, yeah, it was good and, so and, I, I
1: just like I don't know I like I like the guys right it's around, exactly
3: you know. And th- and that's kind of where I am with that they they seemingly understand that there's more to life than baseball and I don't think we had that here before So, you need Kansas
1: after all. You do. I (laughs) I was going to say that's how
3: we need to tease this story. For all the people in Missouri that hate Kansas, Uh, you need us uh now, uh and you need our money. We'll get to that next.
1: Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Rainer Garage
0: Doors of Kansas City. Liftmaster has patented My Q technology. It's no wonder Liftmaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerdKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.
1: This one's tough because I, I'm i not the greatest left-hand air guitar. I got to work on it. I got to work on it. I got to be uh, amphibious air guitar.
4: You're solid, though.
3: Got to try to be more amphibious about it. You forgot to tag the WFAN morning show in that tweet, oh, okay. Josh. All you right. tagged the two hosts. I tagged the entire okay, show. So works. hopefully they see that this works. tweet um, right special now. Special thank yeah. you to Boomer Esiason Yeah, today. really good. Tip of the cap to oh,
1: Boomer, yeah. man. Thanks, uh, Boomer. From our sibling station, WFAN in New York. Right. Uh, you'll remember he was here doing a show after the uh, the FC Championship game, right? And and raided our snack our our our, our snack room.
3: Right. He was stealing snacks, yeah. and he right. thought
1: it was a it's a it's an honor system for the most part. But I mean, you 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 grab a snack and then you pay bring for it up yourself it. at the kiosk. He thought it was just a free for all, right? And so he grabbed grabbed a few things, and and
3: and and just took it back, right? And decided so, he was just gonna do whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. So
1: it got back to his morning show mates, right? Uh, Greg Giannotti and the morning show at at WFAN, mm-hmm. and they wanted more. We actually got the surveillance video. That's right, of Boomer. Spack got the surveillance video of <laughs> Boomer <laughs> taking stuff out of our break room, <laughs> which is so good. And and so they gave him a, they gave <sighs> him a hard time about this. Um, today we get this email from the from the top that says. Happy Friday and National Employee Appreciation Day. Hey, how about that? All right. Today, concessions are on me. If you choose to snack or eat from the vending machines upstairs, we have you covered. Please be respectful and choose a couple items at Moats. Let's make sure you can all enjoy a little perk. So thanks. All right, thanks. 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 National like, employee, yeah. That's cool. cool. Otherwise thanks. known as Boomer Saisons every day. We just right.
4: set <laughs> the standard there, Boom. So
1: thanks, Boomer. Thank you, Boomer. You gave the idea of, hey, let's give them free snacks.
3: Boomer. <laughs> Boomer's like, I didn't know that, that was a thing anyway. So thank you to Boomer Siacin. Uh, yeah, I grabbed a nice bottle of water. You filled up your bag to take it home for the kiddos to feed <laughs> right. like you're an NFL player at the, uh, the, the, and a, the facility, right? And an extra bout of caffeine for later. Yeah, yeah. way to go, Josh. Blair. Way to go. So, so thank you. Yeah, Thank you, are in order for Boomer Esiason for kind of setting the groundwork and letting everybody know, you know what, let's make this a free-for-all today. Who do you think is going to take but advantage also, of this? Also, not what a salesperson ba- is going to take advantage of this. But also, not a
1: not a bad thing. We can be bought with food. I mean oh, it's like easy. it's like yeah. blatant. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the easiest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Free t-shirts and food. That's, That's, all, you really That's need. all you really need. You really need it to, really is to, to buy people, right?
3: Do we have the boomer audio? Then we have audio of him like lurking through the <laughs> the video of him going through
1: the. like cooler, carefully ears, the best picking stuff out ever. his
3: snacks. i like, oh, I'll take one of those. And, uh, I ran into somebody yesterday who who said, um, you know, he goes, I was listening to you guys talking about Boomer raiding the fridge, so I went over and I listened to them <laughs> and same morning, and they were busting his, you know, chops about yeah, raiding yeah. the fridge. He goes, this is hysterical, yeah. and then the video comes out. The of video Boomer is fantastic. Is, the, the video is yeah, the best. Yeah, <laughs> <because> <laughs> Boomer's looking around, going like, I guess I'm just going to take this, I don't like, see where but, at the I have to pay. No shame at all by Boomer Osiasen on this one. On so. so thanks, yeah. Boomer. It's Boomer Appreciation Day, Boomer as well. Day here, yeah, here in Kansas City. Wait a like Boom!
4: And it was so funny because he walked right by the payment kiosk. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I'm going straight for these donuts and the orange juice and everything else.
3: And I think for the most part, everybody's pretty honest about it. You know, everybody is. I mean, it's it is what it is. You take a bottle of water, you pay for a bottle of water. You take a you know a honey bun that's been sitting there for a while, you pay for the honey bun. I'm interested so to see really if anybody's going to gonna take that egg salad sandwich. Really good to know that cameras somewhere actually work.
1: They do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, we, if, we, if nothing else, right. we found out that you can surveil that machine. Right. So.
4: Yeah, our buddy Greg almost got, got, you guys were walking in already ahead of me, and he he said, well, let me go ahead and grab the taco salad kit. Got halfway around and said, maybe this wasn't a great idea. Looked at, the lettuce is a little bit juicy, a little bit brown. Yeah, you don't want that.
3: that Maybe maybe there's a trick to clean it out Uh, for them. The ham and cheese sandwich looked good in there. The turkey sandwich looked good in there. I remember our old boss told me one time, he said, the best Cuban sandwich I ever had came from that company kitchen. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me.
4: No, it was legit. He
3: it, was, it was truly it. legit. You're being serious about yeah, it. Yeah,
4: yeah, because I, I used to work for uh, Treat America, who actually owned Company Kitchen at uh-huh. the time. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, the only sandwich that I would eat uh, that, that
3: that they would prepare. How, how, how did you heat it up, though? You don't have a panini press here.
4: It was already done. All you had to do was throw it in the microwave. Mm. I don't know. I've had when you worked 14 hours driving a truck, you know, from no, I, I, Kansas City yeah. to Topeka. You didn't care. I, didn't I know care, not two yeah. people
1: that have sworn by it. I don't know. I know it's I, crazy. It, it, was, been, it was amazing. Must have been great. All right, we're like seriously the best Cuban. He's like, oh yeah, the best yeah, Cuban, best Cuban like, I've ever, ever had. had. Well, the Cuban? best
4: Cuban here in Kansas City, yes.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I I I don't know who has the best, best Cuban sandwich in Kansas City. I don't even know that he was saying Kansas City though.
3: No, no, he was saying best ever. Yeah, like yeah. Oh no 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 no
4: not best ever. It was going
1: to be
3: from the from the vending machine. I'm like, I don't know about that. Because D.A.
4: took me to a place down in Miami that
3: was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. uh, Miami, I mean... I had like four. Yeah, you got to chow when you go there on Cuban sandwiches, there's no doubt. And then go to Garcia's for the best seafood Mm. you ever did have. Best restaurant you'll ever visit for seafood is my friend Luis Garcia's restaurant. Oh, brother, you know about Garcia's. And Josh didn't even eat seafood. He Mm. did that night. All right, you can handle
1: this one, Bob. I think you would like to to, uh, lob a little...
3: Well, you know, there was there, the state line. There, there are some I'm folks, still making
1: friends with the state line. Obviously, we're trying to get cannabis right? launched. So I'm not, uh, you know,
3: but this is the perfect. I need both
1: sides to get along.
3: And, and this is the perfect. We need each other. We need each other this, in this, this town. Maybe I should ask Kansas and Missouri for cannabis. Right. Money here. Here it is. Okay. Here, here it is. We, we, eat, we need each other. You know, we're in a society. You mm-hmm. know, it takes a village, as mm-hmm. they like to say. I may be the village idiot, but it takes a village. And one of the things that we've seen this week happen here in Kansas City, I don't know if you saw this or not, Josh, the new terminal opened at KCI. <laughs> I think got got a new terminal at KCI, right? And so last night our friends over at Channel 9, the uh, the KMBC, the K stands for Kets in KMBC because he's the, he's the guy up there. They have this story about trying to now get, a flight to Europe here in Kansas City and Kansas City is is like the largest market left in America that doesn't have transatlantic service direct from our town right and a lot of ways to get these direct services is to have obviously more people and businesses and things like that that are constantly going to Europe but if you don't have that per se You've got to pay money, right? You've got to invest money, essentially, give the airline something to get them to come here to provide that service to make your town bigger and better. And so what we're looking at right now is the state of Missouri has, uh, uh, I, I guess, cleared and given $5 million. They're committing is the word I'm looking for. Committing $5 million to luring international f- flights an international flight to Kansas City and you look at a market like Austin Texas and Cincinnati Ohio they all have international flights it's time for Kansas City to get that international flight but they need to be subsidized so the state of Missouri is like all right we'll commit five million dollars to luring an international flight to Kansas City Story
1: says Kansas City is one of the largest US markets without
3: a transatlantic that's right nonstop flight that's right. It is. is, It's probably the largest without a transatlantic nonstop flight. So the state of Missouri says, we'll kick in $5 million. However, that's not going to be enough. And that's when they knocked on the door of Kansas and said, hey, uh, we need you to kick in $5 million as well to help out the region. So all of the folks who live on the Missouri side that don't think you need the Kansas side and say, oh, the Kansas side doesn't supply anything, not true at all. You need us now more than ever to get that international flight into, uh, into Kansas City. And I'm more than happy to write a check to bring an international flight to Kansas City. It's time for this city to have transatlantic flights, to have flights to Europe, to have the ability to go somewhere other than Chicago and New York not stop. We need to have that flight here. And I am a thousand percent, a million percent, a billion percent in favor of of Kansas scratching that check because at the end of the day, KCI benefits Kansas as much as it benefits Missouri because of everybody that lives on the Kansas side of the line that uses that airport. And so we've got to dissolve the state line and work together on these things. And there was a guy yesterday on the text line who's all bent out of shape about, you know, the, the chiefs potentially moving to Kansas and and, screw Kansas and all this kind of stuff. You can't have that attitude. That attitude has kept Kansas City down for a lot of years, and I think we're in a renaissance in this town where the majority of of people that are younger, that have their lives ahead of them, that are ready to go out there and conquer the world, they don't look at the state line, and they know Kansas needs Missouri, Missouri needs Kansas, and if we work together, Kansas City's just going to get better and better and better. So Kansas, Governor Kelly, I'm telling you right now, scratch that check, and let's give it to KCI, and let's get that international Not flight. Not to
1: mention the olive branch part of it too, right? Like, if they ask and you say no, then you flipped it over. You know what I mean? Yeah, like no, yeah. The, the right, back and right, forth right. can be flipped over if you do it. it. It feels like that that's a productive use of something that will benefit the entire the entire uh, community, right? And, now, and I,
3: I think Kansas is going to kick that money in they? because they know what. Because look at this battery plant they're building in Desoto. How are you going to get there if we don't have KCI? And you have, and you have to probably convince the western part.
1: Hey, you can come and use this airport too. Like, come on, mm-hmm. get a transatlantic flight here. See, I wouldn't still, care what they still, think. Well, but you <laughs> yeah. you do as a politician. Yeah, yeah I you know. can't yeah. just say I'm spending money here in the northeast corridor of Kansas, right? And not have fight from other parts of Kansas, correct? Right. right. So. Building bridges here.
3: I understand. Yeah, like cantabets bridges, right? Like cantabets bridges, but yeah, it it, it it is it is um it, it's fantastic, man. I I can't wait to see. How this all starts to come together. And I know Justin Meyer at the airport who who runs the airport. He runs the control tower. He flies the planes and he recruits the airlines to come here. And he built the new terminal with his own wow. two hands, right? No wonder. That guy does it all up there. He even judges barbecue contests. Um, I'll call him legend Justin Meyer. I don't care. Um, he is working his ass off to get international flights here to Kansas City. And if both sides of the state line can work together on this, there's no better project now, in my opinion, to work together on to help our country or our country, our city grow in a way that it needs to grow. Then Kansas kicking in the five mil, Missouri kicking in the five mil and say, let's do this thing together. It's a, it's a great thing to have. Again, we've got to dissolve that state line and not worry about it and not focus on who gives a rat's ass. What's on what side of the state line, as long as our region, our city, our area prospers because of it.
1: All right. We brought this up a little bit earlier in the show, but I wanted to revisit some of the answers we got on the, uh, the, the the text line, but um, NFL writer Dove Clyman tweeted out, "If you could name a retired NFL player that you'd want to see play in today's game in his prime, he picked Randall Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Which I think it's a good one. I think that's I, I amazing fun one. to yeah. watch Randall Cunningham, uh, basically in more spread open offenses now. Right, <laughs> watch what he could do. It'd be fun. Right. Uh, you said Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Um, I took Randy Moss. Right." I feel like I, I still feel like I didn't see enough Randy Moss. Ma- I didn't get enough Randy Moss. <laughs>
3: That's weird. an interesting one. He played enough,
1: and I'm like, he, wow, I, just, I want more Randy Moss. Right. I can go back and watch Randy Moss High School, and I have. watched watch Randy Moss High School video. Fantastic.
3: Those high school videos, Josh, may be one of the most glorious things to watch in sports. His
1: and um, Derrick Henry. Oh god, you yes. a favor. Yeah, 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 Go yeah. go find Randy Moss and Derrick Henry high school video. They, they were the same size they were in the pros. <laughs> in high school. Yeah. And that's trucking little
3: kids. And then you and I saw Derrick Henry like without pads in Miami at the Super Bowl that a, one year. A giant human. He got out of that Uber and I'm like, "Oh my god, that guy is he huge." He doesn't need shoulder pads. Yeah. They're built in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and his thighs were just like ginormous. He's chiseled,
1: but he was a, I swear he was the same size in high school. And you go watch those videos and he's just stiff arming dudes. Right. Just it's not even fair. So mine was uh mine was Randy Moss. So we got some some answers on the text line, a lot of Bo Jackson. Yeah. A lot of Barry Sanders. Yep. And then I think Barry Sanders in this offense in his prime would be magical. You, you're envisioning him running screen. Screen. Uh, hell yeah, am, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's
3: Jerick McKinnon times whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, you know what I mean yeah, like like Andy right now is having like a dream of Barry Sanders going. Oh my God! What could like if I could get Barry Sanders in his prime, this offense would score a touchdown on every drive. He wouldn't run for two thousand yards, but he'd no. be a multi-threat. Yeah, like
1: nobody's business. Yeah. And then we got some some like really good in their prime, Hall of Fame worthy defensive backs. Someone said Deion Deion Sanders would be great. Yeah. Um. Someone says Jarrell Revis. Not the version I was here Again, in his prime. Right. In his prime, in one his was prime, important. Yeah. I might counter. I wouldn't want to see those guys. Why? Because of the rules that are there now. Is Deion Sanders allowed to lock up anybody, fully, or is he getting penalties?
3: Did he really like, lock anybody up per se, or was he just so great that he just made plays all over the Well He field. didn't.
1: He didn't run. He didn't run tackle remember i guess Nobody what
3: i'm thinking did. about locking up like tackling and stuff like that. but he that, didn't yeah. run
1: that but he could defend everybody yeah. right um revis obviously was revis island right i don't i don't know that i'd pick a defensive back in this in this era because they just keep hearing about how everything's slanted towards the offense we want more offense mm-hmm. we want more flags on defenders for holding our offensive guys i don't know that i'd I don't think picking a
3: defensive back would be wise. It might, it might tarnish their careers. <laughs> could yeah, I mean, with the way that the game is played right now, there, there may be something to be said about that. But I still would like to see. I I think Dion, Lawrence Taylor, Bo Jackson. There, there's a handful of guys. Like I take, I take Lawrence because he's a pass rusher.
1: I I'd take that every day of the week. I, I don't know about anybody defending Does any, pass catchers is, is, right now
3: is, is there anybody in the nfl that is lawrence taylor Derek thomas-esque right now that what did they used to call that like the falcon position or whatever it was where you were that stand-up outside linebacker on the line of scrimmage like i don't know that that position really exists anymore
1: well i mean to a certain extent every edge guy in the Certain defense is kind of that, but they all got their Hassan, hand in the dirt. Hassan Reddick's kind of an outside guy, you yeah. know, but anybody coming off the edge, they're probably not considered linebackers as much, but I mean, there's a lot of good guys off the edge that you can, you'd be like, yeah. I like to watch them play. But nothing like DT and LT, man. Well, no, those, those, you, but those guys, you, I felt like you feel feared for your life.
3: Yes. That's what I'm saying. Not just you did you not, feared for your life. You know what I mean, yeah. like they, <laughs> they're the boogeyman. <laughs> Is there anybody They're now going that you to fear you. for your life with in the NFL? Like, and, and that's not to say that nobody's good because that's not what I'm getting at. But like when DT and LT lined up, you're the quarterback. You pooped your pants. Yeah. I felt like Aaron Donald was
1: there for a while because I'm like, oh my gosh, he would just he would lift boulders in his way
3: to get them out of the way to get to you. You know. I just think um, the way that DT and LT lined up. You know how I'm saying, Josh? They they have one leg in front of the other, and they're they got their arms back like a sprinter and you're done, and they're looking down the line of scrimmage. Boom, done. and they're you're gone. Done. You're done. Like you don't see that now. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Max Crosby kind of scares me.
3: TJ Watt kind of scares me. There's a, there's a few of those. Not like DT and LT. <laughs> those two guys. <laughs> Rip your head off and you know
1: what down your neck. So I, I don't know that I'd pick a an all time defensive back. I think they're, I'd pass rusher any day of the week. And then skill guys There were freaky skill guys all the time. Uh someone of the text line says uh, Randy Moss, Jamal Charles, or uh Ladanian Tomlinson would be my choices. LT would be good with the screen game too. Uh
3: yeah, do can forget, play offense and defense. Don't
1: forget Dion could return kicks. It's true.
3: That's what I said earlier. Yeah. I take Dion for the kick return yeah. aspect of things more than anything. And for god, the showmanship. He's so good. Oh god. Uh, Priest Holmes would be awesome in this offense. Priest Holmes would be really good in this offense. You know, you're you're not wrong about that, man. God, Priest in this offense would be phenomenal. Look how good he was before like offenses were what they are, you know?
1: And Jamal Charles a few years younger. I can't. We're all envisioning what that would have been, right? Mm -hmm. If Jamal Charles would have gotten Andy Reid like, I don't know, three years earlier. Yeah. Something like that. What he could have been, Mm -hmm. rather than maybe at the tail end of yeah, what what he was doing two
3: years maybe, (laughs) maybe two years. I know at least one, but
1: um, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is interesting to me. I don't know. Not saying he can't do it. He was the best of all time. Yeah, right. But he never wowed you. No. He just he just sliced you up. (laughs) He was like like Randy Moss and Jimmy scares me. I don't know why Jerry Rice didn't. I mean, in Tecmo, he scared the crap out of you, right? I mean, he, you knew you couldn't guard him. Uh-huh.
3: I felt like you just couldn't guard him, not that he would just rip your soul out. I don't know. Yeah, you're, he he wasn't the showman. There's no question about that. But, boy, that guy was so good. Yeah. Him and Montana, the combination with I those two. God.
4: With Moss, you just knew he was going to rip the lid off as soon as, as soon as the ball was snapped, he was past you. Uh-huh. Nothing you could do. And he was going to go up and high point the ball. If the ball's anywhere around him, he's
3: snatching the ball. Randy Moss was so much fun to watch. But, man, that Randall Cunningham one, you know, I'd love to see Warren play today. Yeah, yeah. He'd do well in this.
1: In yeah. this and he told, told us that, too. A little oh, bit. yeah. Oh, he <laughs> wow. said yeah, I'd like, ooh, today.
3: I'd be pretty good right yeah. now. I didn't have to get hit for a living. Right. From the 816, I want to see Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. <laughs> we the Raiders to bring back Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. <laughs> They haven't found a quarterback I in know. years. He you know? was athletic, though. I mean, it's co- the college, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, it was Ooh. really good. But wasn't he stupid? Wasn't he trying to smuggle like something through an airport security?
4: No, he wouldn't read the plays. Yeah, he, do it was, he they sent him that blank, blank DVD. Blank. That's that, right. They sent yeah. the blank
1: DVD, and he's and like, he was oh, like, "Yeah, yeah came back, it, like went over like all of it. Yeah, yeah there was yeah, nothing on it. Yep, yeah, you're out. Okay." And the purple drink. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I
3: said. He's had something with the. There was some drink related issue with him. I have a little lean. <laughs> I want Mike Allstott for all those third and one handoffs ah,
1: and fourth and ones. Yeah. They want Mike Allstott just just to convert Chiefs short yardage just situations. Fair. Okay. But yeah, we that's, got that's that cool. guy and
3: Andy doesn't use him. He wouldn't use Allstott either.
1: Yeah, but Allstott was more of a, he became more of a combo back like later, in, later, his, later yeah. in his career.
3: So Did Berman say you're in good hands with Allstott?
1: I don't know if that was a thing then, but it would have been. Right. Right. Mike, you're in good hands with all Star. Our, our, our in-house Raider fan. Kramer text. God, no. Jamarcus Russell, <laughs> <laughs> you'd know, Kramer, you would indeed know. Uh, we have found our favorite major league baseball pitcher. We'll tell you who it is next. Best go in the morning. That's a great question. Thank you. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at rainerkc.com. 610 Sports Radio. Play, oh. only
4: impala, get late tonight. tight, got spray behind, and I hit the high.
3: I love this song. I told you this song reminds me of that that taco stand with the bar behind it in Miami. The hostel that you guys were in? No, no, it was a good little taco restaurant down there, and they had a porta john door, and behind it was like a speakeasy.
1: Oh, we didn't know man. that until like day three of eating at this taco <laughs> place. So yeah. it was the closest place, and all of a sudden the people kept coming out of there, uh-huh. and they we're like,
3: "What's going on back and there? Why do they have
1: a porta potty door? That's a terrible bathroom. Like no one wanted to go try it as a bathroom. Right? They're like." They put a Portageon in. It was a Porta John door. Like, yeah. Okay, Porta John right. door. Yeah. door. And all the all the you know we kind of we kind of ate together for the most part at that taco place. Yeah, right? it was a great taco and place right, right down of us, from the youth hostel. And none of us wanted to go in that door because they're like, who wants to go to the bathroom in a Porta This is weird. And right. like day three, <laughs> they're like, find out there was a. Bar behind the taco joint, and it's an amazing bar. It was separated by the porta potty nice. door. Like you guys should yeah. be advertising this.
3: Yeah, I went back there a couple of years ago or last year when I was down in Miami for the baseball trip. Took the fellas back there. We went in, showed yeah. them the door, showed you them the found door. Found it again. It's I don't the know. If, like, place Very again, easy to find. Yes, right funny. there. Knew exactly where it was, and went right in. Had a time of our lives. We man. have found our new favorite pitcher. At
1: least yeah. for now, yeah. for, yeah, the it's for today. I'm not. Yeah. Could change. Tomorrow. I'm not even saying I'm looking to acquire him or, or anything, but if, if he's available, maybe. Right. Uh, Yankees pitcher Wandy Peralta okay let's go Wandy he's taking matters into his own hands the new pitch
3: clock
2: mm-hmm.
3: he struck out someone in 20 seconds that's right not no not one pitch he struck, struck out a gentleman in 20 seconds in 20 you don't need no stinking pitch clock Oh, a little quick pitch right there
1: <laughs> oh, Wandi Peralta. Quick pitch for the clock how about that he got the 16 <laughs> seconds there or
4: he's got the 13 12 seconds there, I think. And now
1: Tukapita's down two strikes within eight seconds. <laughs>
3: wow. That was in real time. That was real time. Yeah, he struck that man out in that, whatever that little blip was right there. 20 seconds. Yes.
1: He didn't use a 20-second pitch clock per pitch. Nope. And take a timeout and whatever. He struck a dude out in 20 seconds, three yeah. pitches. Boom boom boom. He was like, "Let's the, play baseball and get out of here." He was like a
3: hitting machine. As soon as he got the ball, he fired it right back in. that like that batter tried to step out and realize, "Oh, I can't step out. This guy's still going." Yeah.
1: It 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 was
3: too fast to be honest. A little bit. Yeah, yeah you're like, yeah. "You're like,
1: uh, there's no way you could get get ready to get up there and Those Most pitchers
3: rip. aren't in that kind of shape where they can have that kind of stamina to pitch that fast. Certainly not during the spring. No. God, no. You got to ramp up. <laughs> But I, after watching that, look, I, I, I'm going to continue to say it. The pitch clock is the greatest innovation in sports history. I absolutely love it. We talked with Ben Maller. He mentioned the three-point line in basketball and whatnot, and that was a cool – the forward pass was big when you were covering the NFL in your early days. Yeah,
1: yeah, after after he got rid of the wing tee finally. Yeah, Yeah. so
3: that that was big. But this pitch clock is is going to drastically change the game, and I love it. Like, pitchers can legitimately just now dictate this entire thing all they want because if they truly want to go up there and dictate the pace of the game, they can do that, and they can make that guy have to stand in the box, and if he's got a bug in his eye or fixes – like, sorry, batter, man you're screwed because the pitcher is going to dictate the pace of the game. And I really do like it. Stay in the box, hit the ball, and let's play some baseball. And I I hope what we're seeing right now, Josh, carries over into the regular season, right? Like, I hope it really does because we're getting rave reviews from it too. People are really, truly liking the pitch clock. I don't –
1: see, I wouldn't want to spend the time that they do and really delving in, but someone will, and I think it might be to their benefit. But if I'm a pitching staff, I'm finding the stallers that traditionally have got the hitters that traditionally got up there and wasted a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I'm logging them. And then my pitchers are going to pitch fast to those guys on purpose. On purpose, yeah. (laughs) Like, find the lollygaggers. Mm -hmm. Which is probably just about all of them. Right? But I'm sure there's some real... Like, I would guess Lorenzo Cain was up there in his day. Yeah, absolutely. The, every time the gloves are yeah, stepping out. And my, I'm sure they know who has annoyed. As a pitcher, too, you probably realize who's annoyed who's you. Who's annoyed you by doing like, that. Like, oh, my gosh, yeah. they were so slow. I saw them bring to the pitch, and this guy's always screwing around. And I'm I'm using this to my advantage. Yeah. And there's probably teams that like have a book, like, go really fast on this guy, all right? <laughs> he doesn't like it. Yeah. I think that would be a smart plan, mm-hmm. at least initially, to to try to get somebody out of their element, get somebody out of their rhythm. And the pitchers have every opportunity to do that.
3: And, and look, I think it can benefit our young pitchers as well, because there's less thinking involved now too. just go out there and pitch, man, see ball, pitch ball. It's, it's, it's not that hard. And if you stay in a routine and you stay in a rhythm instead of every time I see a pitcher on the mound, step off the rubber, take his time. I'm Like that guy's clueless. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He's beaten already. When you get up there and you're convicted on that mound and you're throwing those pitches, man, you're keeping the batters off balance. They say it all the time. Keep the hitter off balance. Now you can legitimately keep that hitter off balance. When that guy tried to step out yesterday and he realized he didn't have an opportunity to step out because here was here's the pitch coming and he wasn't going to use his timeout. He was all sorts of like Bugs Bunny swinging oh, at the yeah, pitch.
1: Yeah, it was total advantage of the pitcher. Great stuff with baseball. And again, I will emphasize storytellers, tighten it up. Yeah. The uh meandering through a broadcast and telling a long story. It was always the old adage, don't don't start a story with two outs was always Correct. the thing. But now, now you can't start a story. Now, now you're gonna have to really tighten up your storytelling. Yep. Because you might not have time. Cause Wandy Peralta, was that his name? Yep. I uh, might be out there. Striking out dudes in twenty seconds.
3: I remember back in the day when nope. I was eating pepper. strike That's three strike inning three. over. Oh God, I was just we talking head. about the Milano. We head to the bottom of the seventh. Oh my God. I was getting into the country time lemonade of my Milano mm. story. And the inning's over. No time for that. You're gonna hear you're gonna hear from broadcasters now. I can't showcase my talents mm. anymore on these broadcasts because I can't tell my story about what happened in the eighties. Yeah. Good. Um, this just in for me
1: and Rappaport. I'm glad it has happened. Um Basically, it sounds like Bryce Young was asked how long he's been a short quarterback. Are you serious? Excuse yeah, yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the quote. I've been this size respectfully my whole life.
3: <laughs> Good for you. Good for Bryce.
1: Good for you, Bryce Young. That, that, that whole thing has baffled me that suddenly now his height is an issue. Had, had nobody watched him play? As if as if you didn't watch him play in college and, and he wasn't like he shrunk. Before the, before the, uh, the combine because now suddenly he's a short quarterback, right? Where it didn't seem like it was a big deal. Young told reporters, he expects to check in at around 200 pounds at his weigh in. Who cares? Well, you want tall and
3: with some weight on you, right? So he's going to be, I'm going to ask you this question. Can he play?
1: That's the question, right? I don't.
3: Know, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to judge college quarterbacks. There's going to be somewhere between. You five wanted Mahomes foot... in the middle rounds as a project, okay? <laughs> you wanted, we It's third, hard. Third round. It, it, third it, round. It, it's hard to judge quarterbacks coming out of college because you look at some of these guys that look like they can play in this league. Zach Wilson, he stinks. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. Like I so don't care about your expect height. Expect to and weight. be
1: five foot ten, between five ten and five eleven, and about two hundred pounds.
3: So, so he's, he's going
1: to suddenly he's going to be smaller than everybody thought when they watched him play in college and thought how how fun and good he was. Right.
3: Yeah. Can he play? Well, the, 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 you know, we'll find out soon enough. Right. Like you mentioned his height between what? 5'10 and 5'11. Yeah. I saw a tweet today from our friends over at Uber Facts. The average American male is five nine. So he's taller than the average American male. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's go. Good question from the text line. What's his hand size? Yeah, that's fair. Asked how he talks about his size with teams and
1: meetings and interviews. Young says it's not a worry for him. Gently directing the conversation towards why he's considered one of the best quarterbacks prospects in his class. Wait, exactly. Wait,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. Good job.
1: How he talks about his size. I just speak my truth. You know, I make sure I explain how I play the game, how I see the game, my process, being able to get big plays. I can't do it. Like also, you're like I can't do anything about my height. I'm not growing anymore. You think I can play or not? If my height's an issue for you, then my I'm probably not your quarterback. You know what I mean?
3: Like. Um, let me say this. We have a stretching machine. Are you willing to be stretched out on this machine, sir? No. Okay. To what? 5'11 and a half. Get you like a three-quarters of an inch taller? Come on, man. Can the guy play? I don't know the answer to that question. Again, the quarterback position is so hard to judge from college to the pros. Guys you think are going to be good never amount to anything. Bryce Young played against NFL-quality
1: defensive lineman His entire career at Alabama. Am I right? Mm -hmm. How many SEC defensive linemen that he has played against are going to be in the NFL Mm -hmm. or drafted a bunch. Where they all batting down his passes left and right. He couldn't get anything. He he couldn't get the ball out because everybody was too big. I think he played himself. Just fine in the SEC, you know, the best conference in college football.
3: And quite honestly, a week ago, I, I had no idea there was an issue with this guy's height. I, I don't know that it, tra- you know, sometimes it doesn't translate to the NFL. I get it. It's fine.
1: But everything he's done would showcase he's, he's going to be fine. Figure it out.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: His height and weight won't be a matter. Won't be a, won't be a factor. Can he play or not?
3: Right. Let's find out. Right. So, yeah. But he's
1: a great knee bender. Yeah. yeah. I uh,
3: I'm sure he's a fantastic knee bender. From the text line, his height is an issue. Would you want him for your franchise quarterback? No, I've got Mahomes. I don't need him. Kyler Maybe. Murray tore up college also. Yeah, Ky- I, yeah. I don't compare people to Kyler Murray. I think Ky- Kyler Murray is not a guy that I want running my team, not because of his height, because of his attitude. Kyler Murray is physically gifted. Yeah. That's not the issue. He, no, that's not the issue with Kyler Murray at all. It's the other stuff. Right. The in between the years stuff. Yeah. And the maturity. Mature. Yeah. The blaminess. Is that a
1: word? That should be in there as a as a. Weaknesses, blaminess. (laughs) I mean, yeah, no, I I thought Kyler Murray was the biggest athletic freak I had seen in person on the football field.
3: Kyler Murray to me is an energy sucker, not an energy giver.
1: And then I saw him in the NFL and I thought that is bad body language 101 and Mm -hmm. everything else has been bad. His physical tools though were there, right? And he might be shorter than Bryce Young.
3: Right. It's not it's <laughs> the, the, the Kyler Murray stuff has nothing to do with height at all. I just don't think he's a good quarterback or a good teammate. Correct.
1: Correct. I think he's got, all, I think he's got plenty of physical tools to make work. We've seen it. You've seen him play a, like you see him make plays. You go, wow.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He's, he can make plays. It's the other stuff. It's the stuff that makes you great that he's lacking. Right. I don't know about Bryce Young, but if he was good in college, why are we questioning now these suddenly short and light? Right, He was one of the best players in college football for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, we will get to a another uh, mock draft. And as you know, I love to I love to look at the strengths and weaknesses that NFL.com tells us about. We'll see if this guy measures up. And she's bad. We might have an addition from Lurley in the Trailer Park Queen. She's been in the music studios mm-hmm. dialing some stuff up.